Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Good afternoon. Welcome to the COV. This is the stuff you need to know about the day in business, finance and startups all coming to you from AusBiz. It is the 24th of June, a Wednesday. Hey, Scuddy, it was hump day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of felt like that on the markets too, didn't it? It did. It actually felt a bit like Groundhog Day. Not to say there wasn't anything that was exciting during the course of the session. There was lots of intra-session moves, uh, particularly with the companies. But I'd say from a broader perspective, um, this market, from a macro sense, is pretty boring at the moment. Just edging higher, edging higher, but it gets to 6,000 points, the XJO, pulls back. So it'll be interesting to see when we get some impetus to go and push higher, if it's actually going to come. Well, we did have, to your point, a couple of companies giving us a bit of guidance today. We were just chatting with Ben Clark from TMS Capital about both Mervac and Sonic. Um, Just talking about any news is interesting news given the environment, considering there are so many unknowns when it comes to COVID, considering it's so many unknowns when it comes to the outlooks for these companies. And he was basically saying, you know, it's a brave company that would give any sort of an outlook statement. But then the earlier conversation we were having with Karen Dritzma from RBC Capital Markets, you know, she was just saying we're in for a really volatile period as we move toward reporting season. And we continue to hear from these companies in the lead up. But more importantly, when we get to reporting season, there's just so many and so much uncertainty out there. There is. And it's not surprising, obviously, because of what's going on with the uncertainty. Companies have been unwilling and they're not having to go and, uh, and, and continually disclose. Uh, so it means that we're going to have an extra spicy uh, confession season and also reporting season. So Mervac today finished higher by four-tenths of a percent, even after cutting its distribution for the half year. And Sonic Healthcare, you know, basically restated its guidance, but still saying it doesn't have any visibility on what's to come. And its share price was up by 5%. So those were a couple of interesting moves that we saw on the market today. We also saw a company called MTO. Um, We don't talk about that a lot. Um, It is a motorcycle company in a nutshell. We were speaking with Steve Johnson at Forager Funds Management. He said, look, uh, if you told me three months ago that Woolies was going to be out telling us that their earnings are down and a motorcycle retailer was going to be coming out a day later and telling us that earnings are going to be up, I would have told you that you were mad. Mm. I suspect the early access to uh, the superannuation is having a big factor behind that. In fact, a few people who I follow on Twitter, and these are people who I trust and I've met and uh, know have a lot of time for, have been giving some good mail that uh, the people they speak to are telling them that uh, people are using their superannuation to go and buy cars so, and uh, also bikes. So 10 grand, it gets you a nice piece of uh, motorcycle equipment. So doesn't really surprise me, I've got to say. I read the announcement coming from MTO as well, and uh, they said, look, please, uh, I'm paraphrasing, saying, what is happening right now? Do not use this as a guide to future um, earnings and performance because they were acknowledging that there's been a lot of push and pull factors, stimulus, cost cutting, 
And yeah, this economy getting back on track faster than had been expected. If you'd like to hear what Steve Johnson has to say about MTO, you can do so. Access the interview via the show notes. Um, and I think speaking of Woolworths, it's um, worthwhile to mention that by the end of the session, uh, we were talking about Woolworths in relation to um, limitations being put on shoppers once again in Victoria. Can you believe it? I can believe it, but Australia and all those in Victoria, particularly I gather in Melbourne, you do not need to hoard things. Please don't let us go through the same thing again. You do realize if you hoard in that state, what's going to happen across the rest of the country, the same thing will happen. We do not need a second wave of hoarding. So please, please desist. Not only that, but I would imagine that some people haven't even torn through all the rice and pasta that they hoarded the first time around. Thank goodness. Woolworths shares ended the day down four-tenths of 1%. Incidentally, Woolworths was also our stock of the day. So Kashi sat down with his two guests to discuss the company um, after the update that came through yesterday and really failed to impress the market. Let's hear what his first guest, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today, had to say. Uh, Woolies is a very defensive stock. I mean, it is good in that respect. So um, sales numbers have been pretty good, pretty buoyant. Of course, those costs are rising. We've all seen the Perspex screens and the the hand sanitizer and everything. So I guess for us, the, the, the key to Woolies is the Endeavor Group spin out. Uh, that demerger, which doesn't look like it's going to be happening till 2021. So, but at the moment, it's a, it's a great defensive business. So, it is certainly a, a good stock to hold for a defensive investor. Okay. I think we've been blessed with a lot of opportunities at the moment. So, a lot of companies have fallen in value. So, when you look at the market, I think there's, I guess, two buckets of, of companies. There's companies that have, I guess, visible earnings, earnings which haven't really been affected by COVID-19 and they're still trading at fair value. And then you have a lot of other companies which, I guess their earnings are a little bit opaque and therefore they've been smashed with what's happened in the last few months. But they're higher growth companies that have the potential to bounce back a lot more from current levels. So that's where I think the opportunity is, not necessarily Woolworths. I think to buy Woolworths, Coles, Telstra, those sorts of companies here, um, I, I just think it's a wasted opportunity. There's so many better opportunities out there if you're looking for defensive companies, I'd stick with companies like CSL, ResMed. At right. least they have high earnings growth, whereas Woolworths, I mean, if you look at its earnings growth for next year on an underlying basis, it's still only about 2%, and it trades on a PE of about 25 So yeah. I just can't see there being much growth from it over the next couple of years compared yeah. to a lot of other companies. And that was Michael Gable from Fairmont Equities there. Uh, just finishing those thoughts on Woolworths. Scuddy, I can't help but mention your view that's in our newsletter, the COB, also named the COB, I should say. Um, I sort of picked up on this theme. We spoke with the Self-Wealth MD a little bit earlier on in the week, and uh, we'll be speaking with Greg Yanko from ASIC. He's updated the figures on how retail investors are moving in this market. Do you think that they are actually moving the market though, Scuddy? I think so, particularly in a, in a individual stock basis, definitely. Uh, I find in the United States, we've seen the increased prevalence of uh, no commission, no brokerage, uh, no brokers, which is unusual to say the least. Not everyone's uh, used to it. But uh, of course, they're going to make money from somewhere. It doesn't just come from, uh, from advertising. It comes from selling their order book. So uh, BCA Research, who I've got a lot of time for, they did a bit of uh, analysis on what's going on there. And they suspect that it's having a, quite a amplifying move. So what happens is that retail order books are looked at by hedge funds and the like. 
then they go and act on that information and it's all leading to an influx of increased liquidity and increased churn, obviously, what we're seeing in some elements of the market. And they believe it's actually something that's driving markets higher. And look, given what's going on around the world, it's hard to disagree. Yeah, and, and I'm, I should say, I don't mean investors, clearly they move the markets, but these so-called new investors, these cashed up investors, considering all the stimulus that's been pumped Dave into Portnoy. the economy. Dave Portnoy. Well, look it up if you don't know, you say it in your note. Mm. I've been following that story for a while. Um, yeah, he is the barstool, what, genius, but he says don't take anything he says about stocks uh, to heart and seriously. Um, so you can sign up for the COB newsletter, just a PS. It's worthwhile. It gives you um, what's coming up to the next day, who's on the channel. I'll just summarize it now. Um, as far as data goes tomorrow, nothing major, um, but we do get um, job vacancies out. We do get um, you know a couple of reads coming from the ABS, I suppose, to just add a little bit of clarity around what we're seeing when it comes to um, the jobs market. Now, the job vacancy is the report is the RBA's darling when it comes to trying to go and be a forward indicator for employment. Uh, I won't call it useless right now, but it'll be very, very mundane and uh, delayed and not really influential for a long, long time to come. And uh, some more detail on the labor force figures um, you know, that are for May. So again, backward looking, but always worth a read just to get some color around the figures. In the U.S., we do get U.S. GDP tomorrow. We'll talk about that surely through the day. We've got a great lineup of guests on. We have Barry Dawes, who's coming on from Martin Place Securities at 9.20 a.m. for a mining deep dive, focusing on all things gold, which is super topical. It is. Obviously, gold's uh, approaching $1,800 an ounce in U.S. dollar terms. It's been on an absolute tear, like a lot of assets, but it's supposed to be a defensive asset, but it's trading like uh, a risk asset at the same time. So uh, it seems to be onwards and upwards for, uh, for gold prices. So interesting to see how uh, now his views on the mining sector were in stands in terms of valuation. Rebecca O'Flaherty, she is the CEO of 3P Learning, will be joining us at 10.20 a.m. Bit of a corner office chat. Uh, they updated the market a couple of days ago, so we'll talk about the outlook. We will talk about um, pushing into some of those new markets as well. And the list goes on. It ends with Fraser McLeod from Sean Partners, who we'll be chatting with just to sum up the day, You know, let us know what stocks he's buying, holding, and uh, potentially even selling. So that is the COB for today, Scuddy. Um, look, it's a Thursday tomorrow. Who knows what the COVID cases will bring? Who knows what the US president might tweet tonight? We've always got a lot to look forward to. It's what makes it special. So I'm looking forward to doing it all again. And uh, hopefully we'll catch you uh, next time.